Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John Spartan, a.k.a. the Demolition Man, who takes no mess, who takes no job. The baddest man alive. If you want to catch a maniac, you have to send one. And I'm here with my friend. The Master Ronin Show. And this is the Two Bulls, One Mike Podcast. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And we're going to just go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. And that is the show on Netflix um, the Harder They Fall. This show, hands down, is, is pretty much one of the best westerns I've ever watched. I like the fact of the historical you, content. You just hop right on in, huh? Yeah. Let's get it. Well, why not? Cause ain't, what else are we going to talk about? Everything else is depressing. So we, might, <laughs> we might as well get to something uplifting. You know, everything else is just like a downhill slope. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Today's Demo- episode is brought to you by Kit Kat. Kit Kat Bar. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a motherfucking break, please. Continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, but not. But actually, the 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 show's very good. Uh, a lot of my friends and family had told me about it, so I I took the time to watch it, and it was a very good show. I mean, I loved it. Um, I'm gonna probably go back and rewatch it again. But the best thing I love about it is is that it's, it's historical. Like these are not these are not fictional characters. These were actually real, real characters that actually did actually lived in the time frame oh yeah that and was it, real and it tell a, a very were, good story they were some sons of bitches though the real ones i'll put like this <laughs> uh, let me put like this there There's are not no nothing to be proud of part about this. there are no good guys <laughs> no, not in, in, in in this show no, i'll probably you you're you're rooting for villains it's pretty much <laughs> you're rooting for who is the best at being the worst and who is the least at doing the worst because all of them are very yeah. Um, like even in the, in, the, in the movie, you know, Rufus Buck had a noble cause. At least, you know, he was trying to build a city, you know, for, to free slaves and you know, for his people to come up in. But if you knew, oh, if you knew the real Rufus Buck, oh, he was a rapist, he was a murderer, he was a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he was. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a nice person. Nah, he wasn't building no fucking town. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. If, if we if we just want to go ahead and just tell the truth. Yeah. He was a much younger man as well, because as we know, Idris. Elbowwood. Yeah. He's yeah. basically like in his. He's in his fifties. Really? Sure, yeah. He, okay. Yeah. He's playing a person that basically died when they was like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, starting off. Uh. The character of was it Nat Love? Mm-hmm. Okay, Nat Love. His character, I mean, in the opening scene, in and and well, not not the opening scene because opening scene was when Rufus Buck went to his dad's house. I mean, but spoiler alert: if you ain't seen seen it already, it's about to be some spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert: Rufus Buck and Nat Love are brothers. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah, <laughs> gonna get that on out the way, but then you you won't find out till the end. But anyway, in the movie world, at least they brothers in real life. They never fucking met each other. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, man. I told you they were real people. But no, but the story but in the n- movie is not oh. accurate at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, I didn't know that yeah, part. Yeah. That I didn't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, there was a scene whereas Nat Love is in a church, mm-hmm. and I think he's. I, I, I want to say he was a confession or whatever. I don't know. Still a great story and a great movie. Oh, don't get me wrong. Still a great story, but yeah. Um, but he was in the church, and I guess this uh, this um, Hispanic fellow walked into the church, and he was, and I guess they were having a conversation, and it ended up turning to a shootout. 
the Hispanic fellow donned a scorpion tattoo on his hand. Yes. And, and I don't know, Nat Lil spat something about a verse and killing the scorpion. And then he proceeded to shoot the man, and the man lifted up off of the ground and floated for about a good five to six seconds while he... As he was getting shot. Yeah, as he continued as to pump more shot, bullets like, in it was really like one. It was a hyper, oh, yeah. hyper realistic. Yeah, hyper realistic with a lot of wire work. But at mm. the end, when the guy died, he told Nat Love turned around and told and and, and, and told the pastor, uh, "Look, call the sheriff, tell him to come pick him up. He's worth five thousand dollars. You can put that to your church." And then the reverend mm. was like, "Well, how come you can't do it?" And he smiled, looked at him, and said, "Cause I'm worth ten. And he walked in, I got his and kept on going. So basically, it's basically a group of just bounty hunters, really. I think the only bandits, the, the, not bounty hunters, they're bandits. Okay, bandits, desperados, mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess the only legit person that was played by uh, Mr. De- Delroy Lindo, he actually played a sheriff yeah. who actually arrested uh, Nat Love at one time, and he just escaped. But he was like the only, like you know, I guess you want to say lawman in the whole situation. Well, uh, uh, I think I'm not sure. Because I was looking at some of the old characters, but I think the coffee, the coffee character, was yeah, coffee, yeah, coffee was a, was a law person, I think, or either military or something like that. I want to say she, I think she was more military. Mm-hmm. She became the law afterward, mm-hmm. but I think she was military. Mm-hmm. I want to say, but like I said, a lot of these characters were, were was well played. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who played, um, play, yeah, he played, who played Cherokee Bill. I must, he he is hands down my favorite character mm-hmm. of the whole show, because not only was he ruthless. He was smooth. Mm-hmm. He was smooth with it. He was just, he was smooth. With it. He was a son of a bitch. Don't get me wrong. He shot you in the back. He dirty as fuck. Yeah, but when he was getting ready, the fist fight when they was breaking onto the train, right? And the, and the big boy tried to challenge him, and he was like, you know, he came in all smooth, like I'm not a violent man, but I do want to let y'all know y'all are in the presence of violent people. And I was like, oh, okay, I like this nigga. Hold yeah, up. You, yeah, I'm like very, very charismatic. Didn't do lots. Didn't, yeah. I don't think he did no yelling, no screaming. No, he was no, just no, like, no. none of that. He he wasn't boisterous at all. But he yeah, was when just somebody like, when somebody bucked back at him, he was just like, oh, well, you know what? I might not mind so much uh, inflicting a, uh, a violence upon you. And he's like, are we going toe to toe? The guy squared up. Right as the man squared up, he pulled Chair, out a he knife. Pulled out a knife and slit that man's fucking Achilles tendons, uh, left and right. And uh, they dirty, that's for sure. Yeah, but effective, very effective. I mean, they 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 got results. So they're, I mean, they're robbing a train. There's no well, point of being fair, right? <laughs> so 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 I would definitely say his character was definitely my favorite character of uh, of 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 the entire movie. If if you just had to pick one for me, it mm. would be Lakeith Stansfield's character. Um, even to the point whereas when the other young fellow who tried to challenge him to a, to a gunfight. I forgot his name. When 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 they when they first got to the town, you uh, know Beckworth. Huh? Beckworth. Yeah, Beckworth. Uh his yeah. character. Yeah. Um when he got to the town, he wanna to challenge Cherokee Bill right there Played to by uh R. J. Siler, a young young fella. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you wanna challenge him to a gunfight during the town and he, he was like you like Trudy. I'm going to a restaurant, give me something to eat, have me some dinner. I'm not paying this guy no mind. And he just he just smoothly just walked away from like, I ain't got time for this. So I can definitely say Cherokee Bill is one of my favorite characters. Second to Nat Love. I liked him too. I liked him too because not only was he ruthless and a, a son of a bitch himself, he loved. He 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 <laughs> he, he he had a love interest 
played by Zabby Beats. If y'all not familiar with who she is, she played Domino in, in Deadpool 2. And they called her, uh, what was that, Stagecoach Mary, I want to say? Uh, Stagecoach Mary, I believe. Yeah, sure. We'll go with Stagecoach yeah, Mary. Stage right Coach Mary yeah, Stagecoach Mary. Yeah, somebody did whatever. And she and don't get me wrong, she was ruthless herself. You know, she she definitely had a she definitely made a name for herself. So it pretty much in this show, there's pretty much not any good reputable people. That's honest. It's just not. There's really just not reputable people. And I don't think that was the point. I think the point of this was just to show that you know the world is gray. <clears throat> and that that movie had a lot of gray. <laughs> yeah, this movie had a lot of gray. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of great characters. Uh, there was like a little little cameo by uh, Damon Wayans Jr. He played that first. Yeah, played that first yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now uh, I remember him. Yeah, I knew he looked. Yeah. I was like, that's I, he, yeah. Dion Cole Cole's character played uh, Willie Esco. That that <laughs> shit was funny. My favorite scene was when they first showed him. And Rufus Buck had just came back into town, Redwood. He was getting ready to reclaim. He just got broken off the train or whatever by Trudy in the game. And and, and uh, Cherokee Bill, Wild Bill. You know, that was another character that Lakeith played in uh, 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 Judas. Uh, oh, uh, the Judas and Black Messiah. Yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, he played. They called him Wild Bill. So anyways, yeah. So uh, And Dion Cole's character, Willie Esco, he was the sheriff of the town. Right. This town used to be sheriff. Owned by, or, what is the? I thought it was he was the, the sheriff and the mayor. Remember, because okay, okay. old boy was gonna kill him. He was like, "You ever killed a sheriff?" He's like, "Hey, you ever tried to kill a mayor?" He's like, "Well, I'm both. It's a little bit harder to kill us than it is a regular person." Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you because you pull that the gun out and you gotta think like, mm, "This is a government official, <laughs> <laughs> nigga." Hold on. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, uh, so. Boom, Rufus Buck and his gang came back after they just freed him from the train. He went back to Redwood. He was to reclaim his land. My man Willie Esco was getting ready to fucking sell off the town to the government, and then it was just going to basically become a territory. Buck didn't want that to happen, so he came back to Willie, and he's like, Willie, you know, unass my grass, you know what I'm saying, because this is my town. So the first scene, they get in there, and they just show Willie Esco, and he talking shit. He talking shit. Rufus Buck. <laughs> You son of a bitch, you just gonna <laughs> stroll up in here. My town. In my town. Like, like, you gonna take it back. Basically, you better get the fuck up out of here. You ain't the I only f- one with guns. With guns, nigga. He's like, oh yeah, I would he say, I'm a low down nigga too. <laughs> Some shit like that. <laughs> He's like, hey, you better get the fuck from out my face before I finish my steak. And I was like, oh, this nigga hard. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, you hit. Somebody knock on the door. That nigga was practicing. Like, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he said, sitting there eating the steak, like, talking to himself. Mr. Buck, like he, like he was yeah, practicing. His, his, his uh, goons come to the door. Mr. Buck wants you. And he like, tell that nigga I ain't got nothing to say to him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. You just had a whole bunch to say. Come to say. <laughs> you was a killer a minute ago. You was a dog ass nigga. A minute ago. And then Rufus Buck proceeded. He played that shit great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, but then Rufus Buck proceeded to. Walk into his office and basically beat his ass. Basically beat his ass, <laughs> drug him out into after a short conversation. After beat his ass, very yeah. short conversation, <laughs> very short. Then grabbed him, drug him out into center of town, pistol, pistol whipped him, and literally knocked. A I, majority. Give, I give Willie that first punch was strong. 
Yo, it was strong. That first punch was strong. This what you want? This what, what you want? want? Yeah, family. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, Rufus got but, that. Rufus, they dirty. Rufus, Rufus took got that pistol, to him, and pistol whipped him, and, and beat out his gold teeth, and yeah, gave it to and, and gave it to, <laughs> gave it to the, gave, gave it to the local kids. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all rich now. Get this to your mom. Y'all rich. Y'all got gold. Y'all got gold. And yeah, basically proceeded uh, to actually was funny. Beat his ass, and that, it was funny. I mean, it was. I, I laughed. It, it was funny. Yes, it was hilarious. So, uh, you know, the the the, the move was actually great. Um, I knew things were gonna go south when they finally got the money. And they brought into town, and when they blew it up, I was like, you know what? Nobody's gonna walk out of this alive. Basically, there's Basically. a whole lot of people about to die because the money was the one thing holding everything together. Because Rufus Buck wanted the money for the town, but once they blew the money up, yeah. I feel like, yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah. I mean. So. It was a good action film. The fight scenes. I like the fight between Trudy and uh, Stagecoach Mary. Mary, yeah. That was a nice little... Of course, it was a knife fight, I think. It it, it went from a knife fight to hand to... It, it, it was pretty much all melee. Spoiler alert, Trudy is still alive, motherfuckers, if y'all didn't see until at the end. She's and still and alive. And, and, and spoiler then it, alert. <laughs> and, and then again, she got hit in the head... She got hit, she, spoiler alert, huh? Yeah, but she got hit in the head with the butt of a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much knew, like, nah, that's not a killing blow. Well, no, they didn't show her died, therefore. That's, yeah. the, that's the movie formula. If you don't show the person actually fucking died, they're not dead. I mean, but then again, Eve, I, w- I would have been surprised. If that would have been a a, a, a killing blow, yeah. for I would have been surprised. But don't get me wrong, they fought tooth and nail. Well, that fight, Mary ain't really no killer. I think she shot a couple of people. Yeah, she shot a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but I must say that fight between uh, between Trudy and State, that fight was, in my opinion, probably the second best fight of the whole movie. Cause they were getting after it. They was pulling out fucking knives, pitchforks, axes. Yeah, they was, were trying to fuck each other up. It was entertaining. Very entertaining, very, very, very entertaining. So that's so definitely if you get a chance, you can watch the hard they fall, even though it's not in continuity. The characters are real. Nah, you, but it's a good fun flick. It's I mean, good, it's, here's the beautiful thing about the movie, right? So we had passed the story. The story was fine. I thought it was great. It was entertaining. The acting is fucking like the cast. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You literally the, have heavyweights. The cast is fucking thick, man. Idris Elba, Zaza Betts, Jonathan Majors, Regina King, Lakeith Stansfield. Uh, Danielle DeWilder, that's who played uh, Cathay Williams, uh, uh, Kofi. That's what yeah, that was Cuff- my favorite character. Yeah, Kofi. Kofi is my Kofi is my favorite character. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kofi. Kofi is top five for me. Nah, Cuffy, she, Cuffy she's is top my favorite five. Character. I love I, I love that type of character. It, yeah, it's a good good character. You got a uh, uh, R.J. Solid played Jim Beckworth. He was the little young guy yeah. ran off at the mouth. Got himself shot in the head. <laughs> no, not in the head, in the face. Or in Literally the face, in the yeah. cheek. Yeah, yeah. Take, like, take it too long, being too dramatic on the draw. You know what I'm saying? And the Keith is dirty. Yeah, why they take so long to count? You know, yeah, it's fucked why they up. Take so long. I was like, though, fuck. Fucked up, I killed that man. Then you got Delroy Lindo that played the, the, uh, the, the sheriff. Yeah, Delroy Lindo, another legend. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the game. Yeah. Long, yeah. long time. Any anyone y'all try to follow me when I when I leave up out of here, y'all know what I do. <laughs> and that was just it. And just backed right you on just, out. Walk the fuck up out of here, y'all ain't for the fuck. With me. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie Gaethje. I don't know how to pronounce that. He but he played Bill Pickett. He was one of the guns in the um, the Nat Love gang. No, 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 no. 
He was in the Bill LA. Pickett? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was You're in right, yeah, Love Bill Pickett. Yeah. He was a sniper. Yeah, he was a sniper. Yeah, and Trey, his yeah. shots were... Yeah, now, yeah. He, now, he's definitely my third favorite character. Because, yeah, I like him. Because when he hits you, that was it. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, of course, you got Damon Wayans. He played Monroe, which was one of the gang members for the... Uh, Rufus Buck gang. No, yeah, no, no. The Crimson red, gang. The, crim the, the Crimson Hood, Hood gang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name? Said so they look pink. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were old. Uh, then you got Deion Cole, played Willie Esco. Uh, yeah, and all the rest of these people, I don't know. But anyway, so it was a it was a damn good it was a damn good uh, movie. Definitely entertaining. Uh, definitely Jay-Z did good. He was a yeah, producer. Was, my bad. That's what I was going to get at, right? So not all, uh, only on top of the cast, yes. You know what I'm saying? You got Mr. Sean Carter as the fucking producer. You know, the music was great, man. Like, they, you know, the soundtrack was pretty much all original for the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you caught my heart when I found out there was a fucking Lauryn Hill song in that bitch. I was just like, I'm, I'm sold. What song was that? It was the one where uh, they were showing uh, Stagecoach Mary when she was going back into the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one man cried. Na, 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 na. Oh, that was yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, okay. like that's my, you know, what I'm saying it's called Black Woman. That's the yeah. name of it. Yeah. And they also gave a shout out to uh, rest in peace the Black Panther, Mr. Chadwick oh, Boseman. Yeah, yeah. They actually named the train after him, so that that was yeah. definitely. There were uh, Easter eggs hidden all throughout yeah. that film, like some of the stores. Like if you notice. One of them was called Carter and Carter. That's very right. obvious. Well, you know. Yeah, that's very obvious. I, Product I, I placement. This, I told the story that the that the uh, director told on a video I watched where he was uh, trying to choose the names of all of the stores, and he basically wants to name it the stores after people that you know produced the, the movie who had significant thing, you know, significant um, impact his, impact in, in westerns or history of black film and things like that. And so when he was naming one of the stores, he was like, oh, I got to name one after the head producer, shit, oh, cool. Sean Carter, I mean, Jay-Z. And he was like, so when I was doing all of the store names, I was doing two names, like, you know, James and Winston or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He was like, so I went to, had the opportunity, he said he had the opportunity to talk to Jay-Z about, you know, he's like, you know, hey, Jay-Z, uh, what's a good name that goes with Carter? And then he did, for, forgive me for this impersonation. Um, he he proceeded to he asked him he said hey Jay Z what's a good name to go with Carter he was like it's only one name that goes good with Carter Carter <laughs> so he named the store Carter, Carter and Carter, and Carter. <laughs> you know anyways yes. I can definitely say this is honestly this is definitely one of the one 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 of the best westerns I've watched particularly coming from African American standpoint so yeah. I, I I love it for that. Um, I can say if anyone has the time, uh, go back and watch the movie Posse. Oh yeah, you that's know, definitely. I, I rewatched that before watching Harder They Fall specifically for that reason. Yeah, yeah. and that movie was real good. And yeah. I think that was done what like ninety. Music. Well, music was done. Music done yeah. very well, but yeah. that was like what like what ninety three, ninety two. Yeah. It was more like campy, like not you know like high action. Over, I mean, and that's kind of what Harder They Fall was kind of aligned to, you know. Uh, how they fall was more music driven, like true. Like even they love was like like singing, like certain things. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. He was definitely singing. Uh, he, was, he was definitely singing. There was a lot of singing in the yeah. movie. Honestly, well, not, like, not a whole. Well, but not but a whole music, lot. But there, yeah, it, it, not it was, from the characters. Right. Like there was like performances, like in the club, like the two different clubs that was performances. Yeah. Stagecoach Mary performance was real nice. Yeah. I was like that shit was like all right. That yeah. was that that was up that one. 
Yeah, stage club premiere performance, and then like in the other club, uh, what's the name? Trudy's club. They yeah. had like some kind of weird, like little, you know, eyes wide shut type of performance type of thing. going on. Yeah. Walking around naked, doing <laughs> yeah. cartwheels. I'm like, they, they was walking okay. in looking like, what the is going <laughs> this on? Is yeah, this is weird and intriguing at the same, same time. time yeah. you know. So they had that, you know. But as far as the, the people singing, it was just those two performances, and then like Nate Love, like he was singing shit like around the campfire or. You know, when he was trying to serenade old stagecoach Mary, Mary, you know, you know what I'm saying? Who had punched him in the face, face earlier. Earlier. Yeah. And then still, I guess that's how they communicate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but overall, the mood was yeah. great. Uh, but the music, the the, the, the the music that they put together for the soundtrack, it really set the tone for the movie. True. A lot of the traveling scenes, like when they were riding horses to different locations, when they would show up in the town, like the music, like, really set the scene. It was really good music, like reggae, hip-hop. R&B, like it was real subtle. Then there was even like some of those little Western tunes mixed in there. You know what I mean? Like the music really drove the shit out of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. really. Did yeah. you could definitely tell by the music. You could definitely tell what type of environment you were in. Yeah. Just going strictly by the music. The yeah. music definitely set the tone. Yeah, the movie. it felt good. Like it was a Western, but then like there were certain points where it had like this Caribbean feel to it. Because if you think about it, you know what I'm saying. Back then, if there was like little towns where there was black folks, it was folks walking around with dreads and shit like that because. You know what I'm saying? They was in their they was in their own world. It's like the shit that you never really see, and the media has not never really been um, portrayed like that, and, yeah. and, and portrayed yeah, it so properly. It, so it gave you that vibe, like the music gave you the vibe of probably like how it felt being in one of these little fledgling black towns that was like rising up out of the fucking ashes and finally just recently being freed from slavery. It's like it was almost like these little small black meccas because it was like right there in that moment. Right. When they everybody had just got freed, you know, even though motherfuckers was running around, you know, what I'm saying killing and robbing and shit like that, but that's all they could do because, yeah, you know, there were real lot of opportunities, but yeah. definitely say everybody could be Madam C.J. Walker, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you know, but definitely, like I said, um, it put me in the mindset of posse, mm. like I said, because I that's one of, that hands down is my second favorite Western movie is Posse. I would say that whole number party. one, Tombstone. Okay, Tombstone hands down. I, I love Tombstone. Uh, that's just it. I haven't. It's Tombstone True Grit for me. Yeah, True Grit. Yeah, that's my number two. Never, never saw True Grit. Yeah, I'm gonna a, check that out. But one. definitely uh, Tombstone, Posse, and then The Hard Day Falls are some some best westerns. You know, and the one thing, but the one thing I do love about Posse, and I'm just just gonna say that. And I count I count No Country for Old Men as a western, and that would be my number one western movie. I personally count it as a western. No Country for Old Men. I think didn't we didn't didn't it have Daniel Day Lewis in it? Nah, No Country for Old Men is uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Antonio Bordeaux. Okay, what's the one we watched at at Deleon's house? Uh-huh. It was uh, Daniel Day Lewis. He he played the main character. He was he was digging oil. Yeah, that's uh, there will be blood. Yeah, there will be yeah. blood. That yeah, was that's that would be movie. number four for me. Yeah, that was a, awesome real yeah, yeah, like that was a real good movie. That was a real good one. Yeah, very 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 good there one. Will be blood. Yeah, I definitely love some movies, man. And uh, if anybody's listening, if y'all got like some recommendations, or no, as a, no, as a, like, a, no, as a matter ahead. of fact, okay, what I, matter of fact, I want to do a post. Okay, go ahead. I want to put and you can go to our go go to our Instagram page two bulls one mic go mm-hmm. go to the Instagram page. The question is, in your opinion, what was better, the movie Posse, or the Harder They Fall? Hmm. Just take those two movies and put them side by side. In your opinion, what? Oh, shit, I already you, got my answer, but I don't want to say. 
Well, of, of course you have your answer, <laughs> but I'm gonna just say just we we just we just want to put that out there because I think it's important that that we do you know highlight movies where we where we are the main characters and we're not just being portrayed as you know drug dealers or whatever. That's just on that we do have history within this country and that we are and that we actually were cowboys. And 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 here's another FYI, most. Cowboys were were African Americans. The white people were called cow hands. They called us cowboys as, <laughs> as a derogatory term. As, as a derogatory yeah, term. But you know, but like always with us with, with us African Americans, we learn we we take lemons. You know, the shit, yeah. yeah, we take lemons and we make lemonade and everything else to go with it. So instead of using that as a derogatory term, we say, Okay, fine, we'll be cowboys and y'all can be the cow hands, but that's actually where that term actually came from. If hmm. you if you didn't know. You know I didn't know that. Now you, you know. Where you get that from? Uh <laughs> I forget what the f I was watching some some historical on YouTube. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, for for that, that is my question. Um, I just want to know your personal opinion. Um, but like I said, hands down, they're both good black westerns. But I definitely want to know, in your opinion, what do you believe is better, the hard they fall or posse? That's just my question, and we'll we'll get that up there, and um, please give us uh, y'all feedback. Uh, yeah, and if, if y'all enjoy at all our movie reviews, you know, please comment what you like, what you don't like. You know what I'm saying? You know, punch me in the face as hard as possible if you if you if you don't mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Show me a good time. Uh, but then also too, you know what I'm saying? Suggest what movies that you may want us to or review dip, or, or say or, in, or in, even in a dip. colorful in a colorful manner as we may so fit because that was kind of half ass. You can go a little bit harder than that. <laughs> Fair but enough. It wasn't that was just like hell yeah, that's a good movie. There's a lot of admiration. Like give 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 if you feel like it, give us something that's gonna depress us, <laughs> so that I can come on and then you know what I'm saying just take a shit on your movie choice uh, 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 styles. Most if you're into that kind of stuff, you know not everybody's sadistic. I mean, like I <laughs> also for all the Lock and Key fans, if y'all out there, season two is out of Lock and Key. So definitely check that out. I um, think I'm on like episode, think three or whatever. But that's definitely a, a show, a show, a show I enjoy. If there everybody any, and anybody who loves Cowboy Bebop, avoid, I was just about to say that. Avoid the live action version of it on Netflix. In my opinion, it's it not, is trash. It is not. I, I'll say this because I love Cowboy Bebop the original. The set design. Nice. I like it. Colorful. The special effects, the ships and all that good stuff. Nice. Nice. So, but not all of the special effects are good, and I'll get to that in a second. I have barely made it through the first episode. I can't. Really? I can't. I fucking can't. Damn. I'm, <laughs> I'm... Okay, so here's the thing. This is the thing that bugs me the most. Okay. I start off positive. The gunplay is... I mean, I'm... Ooh, ooh. The hand-to-hand the -hand combat is, is good. Right? It's kind of slow, but it's, it's kind of slow, but you know it's good. It, it's you know it's it's entertaining. The gunplay is trash, and I'm gonna tell yeah. you why. And okay. you have to agree with me on this. In the opening fight scene, where Spike is going through and he's fighting all those people with the guns, right? They all have guns, and he's just going hand to hand. Okay. He's turning their guns against them and shooting them. 
You remember there being a shotgun, right? Yes, I do remember there being a shotgun. When he spun that shotgun around on that guy and fired it up underneath his chin at point blank range, what happened? What happened? Chris? Not what shouldn't have happened. Not what should have happened, right? Right. Yes. I was done from there. I cannot watch people get shot and then you and might then not be yeah, realistic. It's like they getting shot with paintballs. Nigga, you took a pump shotgun to the chin. It should have been head juice and grape juice and this, all types of should, shit all over the this, place. This should have been a nice you pink all mist. His thoughts, all his thoughts should have been on the wall right there. We should have been able to see, you know what I'm saying? like All the bad you know, decisions he yeah, made. Exactly. Right there on the wall. But we couldn't. Like, And then he was shooting people and like they were... Uh, the gunplay is trash. Uh, then, you know what I'm saying, me being a comic book fan, they did way too much of that comic book, let's talk in the middle of fighting shit. Remember? I mean, but yeah, I mean, but then again, but that's kind of but that's kind of what they do in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. If, you remember, if you remember watching the show, it can be there, done. there it was can be dialogue done. during it can be the done. fight scene. It can be done better, though. Look at the Marvel Universe. Because comic books, they talk all the time while they're fighting. Okay. Look at the way that the Marvel Universe did it. It flowed more. Cowboy Bebop, this motherfucker crashed through the ceiling and then had a whole conversation with Spike while the enemy is still busting guns at him. They're not hiding behind cover. They're standing out in the open and it's kind of like, oh, this is overly stupid. Like, I get it that they're being campy and it's over the top. I don't, uh, I it don't, just, it I don't, don't feel good in live action. Okay. The next thing, why did they de-sexify old girl? No, they no. Here's the whole thing. You need you need to go deeper into the series because there is a scene where where Faye. Yeah, she's having sex. No, not she's well. Having, she's well. She's like naked, and you can like see no, a tattoo on her. No, she, she had she had sex with a, a woman. Okay, I said having sex. They got to say with who, what, male or female. <laughs> she was having sex. Yeah, yeah. So what? My point is, is they changed the whole outfit. Okay, that's true. Yeah, right? Because what does Faye do? She's a seductress. Yeah, she the is. The character in this, she's not even straight. Is no. She? So they, she's bi. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, she's bi. Yeah. So, okay, she might be bi in the show, too, but or in the cartoon. So that, that doesn't matter. But the point is, is like they took away, like, basically, like, her what sex her whole appeal. power is. Like, that's literally what her power is. It's like to trick weak men. A weak-minded men, especially you know, when it comes to women, there's a lot of powerful men who are, who are weak when it comes to women. She learns how to exploit that. True. Yeah, but she can't do it when she's wearing fucking leather pants and a leather jacket, nigga. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, oh. she's a body hunter. She could at least have like a fucking bodysuit on or some shit. Like, she ain't got to have flesh and skin showing. But like, she, they 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 they, def- they, they, changed, they changed they changed it, and I know why they did it. You know why they did that shit. Because it's over, it's over objectifying her or whatever. But that's literally what her character is. And that's how she gains her advantage. Be by stupid dudes that objectify her. And they don't even think that she could do shit to them. I, <laughs> that's like, I, like her whole character of being sexy like that is like basically a slap in the face to anybody that is misogynistic. Because it's like, well, anyways, I'm going too deep in the weeds with that. My point is that they changed that. Faye was a big dynamic. I guess I haven't got past the first episode because I can't. Like the fighting is corny. Like there's a whole fight with Faye and Spike. I can't. I can't even finish it. It's yeah. corny. They're shooting at each other, trying to in the fa- trying to keep shoot each other in the face, having a full ass conversation, and I'm just like, 
I don't know. I mean, in the in the in the anime, it wouldn't have been done like that. Like, I mean, it will. Uh, let me just put it like this. It works in the anime. It doesn't work in live action. That's all. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Sum up like this. Cowboy Bebop is a better anime than than a better live action. Absolutely. It's a better it's a better anime. No matter how you do it, it's pretty much gonna be ruined with the live action because there's certain things that you can't do that give Cowboy Bebop its flair. Like you can't have a nigga walk around with a Jimi Hendrix goddamn headband and a fucking you know what I'm saying eight foot afro sticking out of his head. You know what I'm saying standing there fucking seven feet tall like. Because there was a character in like one of the first couple of seasons, or first couple of episodes of Cowboy Bebop that was like that. He would he would get plastic surgery and get his face changed. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was like episode like, like two or two. three or some shit. Yeah, yeah, episode two. Right. Like you can't do that in live action. Like that just looks fucking corny. You know what I mean? Right. There's so, other ways that like, they're going to do it. Basically, basically, overall, I think what we're trying to say is Cowboy Bebop is a better anime. Yes. Live action, it misses the mark. Yeah, live completely. action misses the mark. It, it just don't, mark it don't work. Completely. It doesn't work. There's not too many anime that do actually work live action. To be real with you. There's like, not. I can't name one that Like does. Full Metal was trash. Like the, the, the live action. Full Metal action. Alchemist? They did a, they did they a did live action. Live, oh, yeah. They did a live action movie. <laughs> I can honestly say, I can't, I can't name one anime that became live action that was actually good. I can't. Honestly, I can't. The only one that was halfway decent and it wasn't even that great was... Um, Ah man, it was just it was uh, Death Note. Death Note. Well, I saw Death Note. I saw Death Note, the live action. Before, I, I, I didn't even uh, watch the anime. See, the the anime is too fucking deep. The movie was kind of like, okay, we got to get this done in like two hours. The anime, the one season that it has, it's like fucking forty some episodes. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, I you're heard not supposed to get all that shit into a uh, <laughs> yeah. Into I heard a two hour. Yeah, into yeah, a two film. hour. So yeah, I did yeah. heard that, but, but it was entertaining because. William Defoe played the the, the what's the, his name Ru, Ruku or whatever. Ah man, I haven't watched it so long, but but yeah, but yeah, he, he played the spirit, the yeah. demon, and it was like that demon was perfectly made for Defoe. Yeah, like it looks like him. It always has, you know. what I'm saying it just it was perfect, and even the voice is like you just hear William Defoe, and he did a great job. The corny part was a guy that they had playing uh, Kira or whatnot. You know, what I'm saying oh, the, you know, but you know, and then but they had Lakeith Stansfield playing as. Uh, 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 fuck his rival, K or Q. I can't remember. Yeah, and you know, in the in the in the in the anime, it was a little Asian kid, right? But you know, but Lakeith did a good job because he's basically yeah. like a detective or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, he did a good job playing that character. You know, kind of weird and reclusive, but like super smart. You know, or whatever. But uh, there were there were definitely it was one of the better ones. The yeah, way that they, the way honest, they translated honestly, it, that's probably may, maybe the best live action one mm-hmm. um, to me. No, and even even in my opinion, and please don't mess with Ninja Scroll or, or Akira. Leave that alone. Well, I still want them to make Akira. I think Akira can be translated. It's not going to be exactly like the. And trust me, I studied the fuck out. You know, that's like my favorite movie. Yeah, I know. That's period. Like, yeah, not not anime. You know, what I'm saying not favorite action film. Like that's my favorite movie. Period. Akira, and I think that that one can be made into an action film. They've they've had several offshoots attempts at it. Uh, I forgot what the name of that one is. Um, uh, shit, it's got those kids. They find like a meteorite or some shit, and they pick up kind of powers a little bit from it. Okay. One of them becomes really strong. 
Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. And he basically has the powers like a key where he can like telekinesis. He can control things around him. He can fly. And, but the power's growing too strong. He starts to lose control of it. You know, him and his buddies, it was like three of them. They start to kill each other because they all have the powers and the one takes over. I can't remember what the fucking name of that movie is. But that was the closest thing to Akira. I, I, want, I think that the real one, the technology nowadays. The real, I'll believe when I see it, but that's yeah. my opinion. Don't. I'm just afraid. The only thing that scares me about Akira is how are they going to portray when Tetsuo, you know, loses control. Like, that's going to be Definitely hard. Definitely a lot of CGI. Yeah, it's going to be a, a shit ton of, a lot CGI. of CGI. But I, they can, it can be done right if they kind of make it feel like the blob or some weird shit like that. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be strange but to, to try and, to translate yeah, that, that into and, live action. And but Lee, everything else works. Yeah, Lee, All the but, science labs and all the... All that other bullshit, the kids, all that shit works. The, yeah, the that dreams, one. the special effects in the dreams and shit. Oh, that scene where the, the fucking bears and shit come alive, that shit would be perfect in CGI. You know, we're real, ah, man. But you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, don't Definitely leave Ninja me. Scroll alone. Don't touch Ninja Scroll. Leave, yeah, I, I wouldn't fuck with Ninja leave Scroll. The, leave Ninja Scroll yeah, alone. Yeah, there, there's a certain, because you would have to be real run. Like, Ninja Scroll is so dark and dank. Yeah. Like, there's like rape. You know what I mean? No, like, not there's not no. There is rape. No, yeah, there, there, there is there, rape, and it's like they wouldn't they wouldn't show that now. You know what I'm saying? Like especially in the way that they showed it in the original. Like they didn't really show it, but the way that the angle, the way that they it was implied, it, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. Like it was pretty clear what was going on, but like they wouldn't they wouldn't yeah just leave Ninja Scroll how it is. Yeah, and, you don't, know, don't 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 get the remaking all. Like Fist of the North Star, like the live action for that was trash, even though it was kind of funny. The Dragon Ball Z Evolution trash. Oh. They screwed that up completely. Yeah. Uh, Tekken, they screwed that up. Yeah, just live action anime, just it's just not popping. Honestly, man. just you don't fuck with the original. Leave the original how it is. Plain some. Just just leave the original alone. Just, just, it depends. It, it depends. It depends on what it is. Like I said. It just depends on what it is. I really believe that Akira can be made to a live action film if it's done right. Okay. Yeah. If so, it's done right. I don't okay, I don't know about that one. But okay. But like but, number one like number one, and I know this is not gonna happen, but if they make it, please make the cast be fucking Japanese. Please. Just find like the best Japanese actors and fucking do it with them, man. Like don't make this shit with white folks and black folks and if we talk about Tokyo, like come on man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe integrate them into the city or whatever because it's supposed to be, like, this utopic, uh, uh, dystopic future or whatnot. Uh-huh. But make the fucking main characters, you know, like, they're citizens of Tokyo or some shit. Like, stop with this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up and down, man, like, motherfucking Ghost in the Shell would have been great if it wasn't Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry. <laughs> So like Scarlett Johansson just Ghost yeah, in the Shell just ruined that Ghost never should have been that never should have been made definitely should not have been made into a live action film that's another one but the fact that they took Scarlett Johansson and did that shit I'm sorry it just it just no okay well, no 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 I'm sorry there was one that was good which one Eon Flux with um it's not really an anime that was an American that was an American cartoon anyways but I get what you're saying though Eon Flux with um it was with, decent with Charlie East Theron it was so weird yeah it was and so it, weird and it but fit I don't even remember actually seeing that one I Charlie saw it Theron. 
I saw it. It was good. I do remember the series, though. That shit was... I used to love that series. Yeah, it, it, it used to come on late night on HBO. She died every episode, damn near. Yeah, damn near, but she came back yeah. every episode. That show but, was fucking weird, man. Yeah, it was weird. Y'all remember that shit, Aeon Flux? Aeon Flux, yeah. It used to come on HBO in the, in the, in, in the 90s, yeah. late night. But yeah, definitely, she... her The way... uh, I, th- I, I think I'm butchering her name, but Charlie Theron. Yeah, Charlie Theron, yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. Nice yeah, I mean, room. she she yeah. looks the part. Yeah, nicely built and everything. But yeah, definitely that that that, that was a better one. That was definitely. And yeah, Flux was literally like the, everybody was perfect built. Like everybody yeah. was like slim and long legs and long arms. Like that's how everybody was built in the Flux. It was a weird show. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm just hoping they don't screw up Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City because oh, that comes out. I think that they're going to, my friend. That's coming out Friday. I think that they're going to. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about that because they're trying to make it as close to the game as possible. Yeah, and they're, and, and and they're trying to cram in Resident Evil one and two. Yeah, into one, and and and, and any yeah. of the directors, he's trying to cram all that into a two-hour movie. And he was like, "There's definitely some stuff that he left out." But he tried. But he tried to bring in some of the stuff that 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 the fans know and love, and yeah. bring it all in one movie. But if you're making a Resident Evil movie, your number one goal should be fanfare, 100 percent of the time. Fanfare, 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 fanfare. Just constantly just reminding people, oh, the first zombie, oh, the dog, oh, the fucking liquors, oh, like just remind everybody of all the shit that they love. And and and, and from the previews, they're doing play, play that. Play Midnight Sonata. You know what I mean, like. Like to me, like that's a that's a thing that you, that you gotta put in the movie. If you're talking about making it a, a a direct port, air quotes, direct port of the game, then you gotta put Moonlight Sonata in that bitch because, you know, that's like one of the first puzzles that you gotta solve, and you gotta hear that fucking song playing. I don't know about y'all. Like me and Resident Evil have a very very complicated and deep loving history and and and, and, and past. I discovered Resident Evil. When I was but a young buck back in the uh, early 90s, no one had ever heard of this fucking game. Nope. It was a dark horse. It was back very in the much time a dark when it was very, very poor. I had to rent a PlayStation in order to play the games. That's, that was back when Blockbuster would let you rent PlayStation 1, <laughs> my friends. And then you can, you know, rent games as well. So, yeah, I rented Resident Evil and I just remember cutting that hoe on and that music, and then like when you walk in that first hallway, and that and that dog that, jumped through the window. No, it's not even that. The very first thing that you see is a zombie huddled over. Oh yeah, that, that part. body, and then it turns back and it looks at you. That's the very first fucking scene from Resident Evil that you know. Oh, oh, we in the zombie, we in the zombie apocalypse, right? Oh, it's time to get busy. That's that's what you know. So they have shit like that, like that. That's like Resident Evil. Like, I played that shit front to back because I'd never seen anything like it before. And yeah. the next thing you know, it's like, oh, Dark Horse game and, like, blew the fuck up. And people didn't know anything about it. And it just, you know, it felt kind of... I like, never finished one. I never oh, finished man. one. But I finished two... I finished two, four, five, and that's it. Five was the last one that I finished. I finished one through five. I didn't play six because it was just a fucking action shooter. Yeah. I, I finished seven, and I haven't had a chance to play eight yet. That's uh, the one. Village. Yeah, Village. I haven't played Village yet. But I like seven because seven was like in the backwoods in Louisiana. That yeah. shit was creepy as fuck. Seven definitely brought it back to the mm-hmm. to the core 
of what Resident Evil is. Yeah, My favorite. It wasn't a mansion, but it was like this big country house out it, in the swamps. No, basically it was a plantation house. Yeah, it was a plantation house out in the swamps of Louisiana. And it was like basically abandoned pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a family that was hunting it or whatever. Like they were alive, but they weren't. Like it was they very were, weird. Yeah. They were creatures of some sort. But yeah, they would hunt you down in the house. There was like the mother, like one character, like she's in a wheelchair and like she'd just be posted up in different parts of the house like randomly. Like you'd just be like, oh shit, this bitch. And then she ended up being the fucking, like she ended up being one of the main bosses that you had to fight. Like yeah. she was, she but it, 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 like, like pretty much the, the Baker family, mm-hmm. they were basically the, some of the main bosses. Is that what their name was? Fight. Yeah, the Baker family. Yeah. I like that one fight in the garage. <laughs> when yeah. the cop, because that cop is outside of the house, he's trying to get in to help you get out. Right. And then he goes, well, you know, we'll get around the back. You get to the garage. You got to cut the little thing open. And then he comes in through the garage door, and then immediately he dies. Like, who was that? The father of the Baker yeah, family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slices of the, the top of his head off. <laughs> so, so now you got to fight this nigga in the garage, and he literally has you trapped in the garage, and he's this big brooding motherfucker, and there's a car in there. And he's literally like doing burnouts in the garage with a car trying to fucking <laughs> run over you. I was just like, who the fuck came up with this shit? So, but it's a fun fight though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard was was definitely took it back. Yeah. My personal favorite. Now I played all the remakes, mm. Resident Evil Two remake and Resident Evil Three. That's remake. the best one, Resident Evil Two remake. In my opinion, that's the best. When they did that, and I beat that too. When they did that. Oh man, like they just took the old game and they just they basically like redid all of the, the the engine. They upgraded everything. Like they basically took the engine from the from the remake of Resident Evil One, and then they even upgraded it even further. And they like redid the combat, and the story was pretty much the same. But you know, what I'm saying it was different in cer- certain ways to make it more cinematic. Yeah, Resident sure. Evil Two. That was like one of the most perfect remakes. I, I've honestly, ever. In, in my opinion, when it comes to Resident Evil games, I'll go. Resident Evil 4, the remake of Resident Evil 2, and the original Resident Evil 2 are hands down my, my, my favorite Resident Evil video game. See, I like Resident Evil 4 was so revolutionary because it was the first one that, that was over the shoulder. Yeah, over the shoulder, third person. Yeah, and you had the freedom of movement. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to the. No, laser sighting. 1, 2, and 3 had the locked cameras. Like, so when you be in the hallway or in a certain area, like the camera angle will be locked. Until you like change, until you move to a certain area, then the perspective would change. It was real. It gave it kind of a real puzzle element because you had to be. You would miss certain things if you was looking at it from the wrong angle. Right. So you because you know a lot of Resident Evil, you had to move shit like statues and shit around. Like you wouldn't even see the statues if you was looking at the game from a certain angle. Mm-hmm. But then in four, they changed the game. Now you got more free roam and you can kind of look around wherever you want to because you got full control of the camera. But the dynamics changed as far as the shooting. Yeah, laser sighting. Yeah, the so combat you, came way better. Yeah, combat was definitely more fluid. Better. More fluid, more. Yeah, more options as far as how to attack. Uh, uh, and then, like, finding clues. Like, finding clues became a little bit more difficult because you got that free, you know, and not as difficult, but it became a little bit more smoother because now you got that free range of to yeah. look around. But the, yeah, uh, the, the upgrade, that was the first one. Yeah, the upgrade availability where you can actually upgrade your, your weapon in the game by mm-hmm. earning points. Of, that was always good. And it was more immersive. Because yeah, you felt like you were in there. But then they took it another step further, right? Because with Resident Evil 7, what did they do? They went to first person. So now it's like you literally, if you're in the house, then you're in the house. And if something is up on in front of you, like when your character put their hands up and shit, like 
it's like that motherfucker's right there in your face. Right. So it just made it more immersive, especially since it was so dark. And Resident Evil 7 was based a lot, a lot, a lot around psychological dread. That's mainly what that game does, is it keeps you in a state of dread. Yeah. The whole time where you kind of hopelessness, like, a, fear, like, a feeling of hopelessness. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even hopelessness. Like, eventually something is about to attack me. I just don't know when and where. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't gonna, think I have enough ammo to take care of the situation. Well, maybe you got enough ammo to take care of it, but still, I don't know when and where. Like, if, I hope I can get the jump on them. You know what I'm saying? I hope I can see it coming and reacting enough time to get a couple of shots to get. You know, but it's just dread because you're going around these corners and shit, and you don't know what's going on. Like you may be able to hear the zombies and shit moaning and groaning. Sometimes they land on the ground, not moving. You don't know if they're alive or not. But yeah, like the way that they emerge you into the game is very nice. They 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 put that they put you in that third person view. So I mean, I'm sorry, in that first person, first person view. I mean, so I mean, I mean, so definitely, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. those definitely that's you know one of my you know favorite games because it, it puts you in the mood. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. When it became nighttime, I didn't play Resident Evil. I cut it off. And that's, that's just no... When, when the sun went down, that's when I cut that game off because it's just so immersive and it really fucks with your that imagination. So That's when I started playing it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. I, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, weird you, like that, though. You did that with that game and with Silent Hill and shit. I'm like, Silent Man, Hill and, like, like, I love horror movies, horror games. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But <clears throat> when I, excuse me, when I um, would play Resident Evil, like I, I would always wait till late at night, turn all the lights off, hook that bitch into the fucking stereo system, and then cut that motherfucker on, and then all you got is surround sound. And so you just hear. It's like you just, the, the ambiance. So now you walking down that hallway, and you can hear fucking shit creaking, and got them zombies fucking. Uh, uh, murmuring and shit. Yeah, yeah, it makes. It, I ain't doing that. I'm yeah. sorry. I like to sleep <laughs> peaceful at night. I'm not about to have no fucking nightmares. I'm well, sorry. I'm don't good. make you don't give me nightmares. You got to decompress. You got to yeah. play the game. You got to watch something else. Yeah, like porn. Oh, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. It's what I did. But anyway, but in that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah, that's that, that's that's pretty that's pretty much my take. Uh, certain things should stay. Certain things, and there's some things you you can't upgrade. But honestly speaking, with certain things, just leave it alone. Leave it where it's at. They made it that way for a reason. Just leave it be. Honestly, just just leave it be. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you can't remix everything. That's Man, puffy. You, you know how this world is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. You can't remix everything. You know how this world is. It's, it's just easiest to make money off of an already existing IP. You know what I'm saying? True, you just, yeah, that's true. You just freaking no marketing, it. no nothing, because if they played the original, they want to play, they'll be interested in playing the remake. You so. know what they're doing is that they're cashing in on nostalgia. Right. It's really easy to catch. Oh, I remember that. Like, as soon as you hear some shit that you grew up on or whatever, you already interested. Like with Cowboy Bebop. Oh, shit, I remember that. I'm ready to watch the fucking show. They got my eyes. The show is trash. <laughs> the show is but trash. But it lets you down. It yeah. lets you down. It lets you down. Yeah, so, not always, though. Not always, but yeah, yeah. it definitely lets you down. Yeah, so. shout out to Halo Infinite, goddammit. But anyways, yeah. Uh, it don't always let you down. It doesn't always, but... Yeah, so. middle fingers up to Battlefield 2042. Garbage motherfuckers. It's that bad? It's trash. They fucked up. But you weren't you, but weren't you playing that like a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. 
For those of you in the uh, audio section, oh, there is no video. I was shaking my head. Yes. I was playing it a few days ago. Horrible. And now I am not. <laughs> well, I well I got turned on the Battlefield by this man because I played Battlefield 1 and I loved it. They and just, they f- Battlefield 5. I like Battlefield 5. Mm. I, a lot of people didn't like Battlefield 5, but I like 5. The video game industry is turning into a bunch of leeches. They're taking like projects that are literally like barely 55% complete as far as like functionality, and then they're releasing it out to the public. And mind you, a lot of times they do it for free, right? But there's a model behind this. It's mm-hmm. called the uh battle battle pass or the season pass or whatnot right so you put the game out for free and then people want to unlock cosmetics because you don't want to be looking the same as everybody else if you're going to be playing the game over and over you want to right you, you want to stand, stand out. out yeah so oh shit you know what i'm saying five ten dollars for a little cosmetic pack you know what i'm saying get my dude gold hair and a fucking brand new fucking costume with he even got a fucking dance move where he do the wop or some shit like that or whatever but you know, and then it's like, yeah, and then when you win, you can, like, do the wop on the nigga, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like, gloating or whatever. And that's how they make their money. It seems to be like they turn it from more, they turn it, like, like more Fortnite than anything else. Well, that's what everything is now. Like, that's what everything is now. Like, like I said, I like Halo, I appreciate it, and they just did their multiplayer, and it's out for free. But guaranteed, you're going to be paying for cosmetics. You're going to be paying for that battle pass so that you're going to unlock the, the free cosmetics. Well, <laughs> "Quote unquote free cosmetics that's in the game because <laughs> you pay you buying a battle pass you just spent ten dollars right you know and, and 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 that's like every you know that's not a lot of money right but it's like every like three months or whatnot that's when it resets and you you can unlock stuff because you paid that ten dollars but along the way you <laughs> they gonna have other shit like ooh once you get this too oh well, let me go ahead on pop five dollars on this real quick get that little skin so everybody know you know know who the fuck I am because I got my name emblazoned across my chest or some shit like that or whatever like. They they know people like vanity, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. in, it's in everything. You yeah, know, some it is. some of you it motherfuckers is. might not play video games, but I guarantee you there's something in your life where you paying money just to have that motherfucker custom the way that you want it. Yeah, straight up and down. Yeah, that's and that's true. all that's all they're doing in the video games is they just charging you like five dollars here, ten dollars there to get little custom skins and and costumes and shit. For your little avatar whenever you're playing your game because it is a social environment. It's a bunch of, of people in there. You talk to folks. You know what I'm saying? I, you meet people on there. So anyways, yeah. Uh, that's what these games are doing. And Battlefield did that, and it's trash, and the launch was the launch was trash. Uh, the interface is bad. Uh, there's three modes. Uh, the newest one for the new game is trash because they just haven't cleaned it up. It's not even optimized. It's horrible. You don't know what you're doing. The maps are too big. You get lost. You get shot from random places. You don't know what the fuck. Like, I've seen videos of motherfuckers pumping a full magazine into people, and there was no reaction, no hit markers, no nothing. Anyways. Then there's another mode that's kind of like a BR slash Escape from Tarkov. I'm sure none of you know what the fuck I'm talking about at all. That's fine. And that mode is boring as fuck. You know, you drop in, you try to pick up some some fucking resources, you get extracted, you may get shot at, you may not get shot at, who knows. Boring as fuck. The last mode is the actual fun one, because all they're doing is they say, hey, it's called Portal. You can take elements from all of the old battlefields, from Battlefield 1942 to Bad Company 2 to yada, 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 all the way up until now, and you can mesh all of these different assets, tanks from the old days, planes from the old days, soldiers from the old days, so on and so forth. 
and then you can build uh on these old game modes like rush and conquest and then you play it like that it's fun it's polished it's clean <laughs> but it's literally games from fucking 10 years ago so you really can't fuck that up so yeah they released a brand new game and the only thing that works is the old shit <laughs> sometimes you can't be the classic ladies and gentlemen sometimes you just can't be the classic this classic got beat yeah, so, but anyway, uh, by the time on the wall and by the time on the phone, we've reached our one-hour mark. So we're going to go ahead and um, stick a fork in this. Um, next week, is going. we're going to talk about an issue that, uh, surprising enough, I stumbled upon, that um, basically surrounding why is how they pretty much structure public transportation here in the city of Houston and how they're using that to... I'm gonna mm. say segregate um, certain classes. Oh, man, that's all around the country. Uh, well, okay, fine. Didn't we, we talk about? We talk. We talk. We talk about a little bit. A yeah, little the, bit. The but Secretary of Hood. Yeah, Secretary of Hood. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're gonna we're gonna go more into that in detail. So, once again, this is uh, John Spartan, aka the Demolition Man, the baddest man alive, who take no mess, who takes no jive. If you want to catch a maniac, you will send a maniac. And I'm here with my good friend, the Master Ronin. Show. And ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank y'all for checking us out. Be uh, please go to our Instagram page, Two Bulls One Mike. Two Bulls One Mike, goddamn it! Please uh, go there, check it out, leave comments, leave requests, answer the question uh, that that's been posted, and we will go from there. Until then, we'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. The number two, Bulls with a Z, the number one, M I C. On Instagram, we outside.